Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Happy Tuesday to you and yours. You are listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and on the ESPN app. I'm Courtney Cronin. She's Amber Wilson. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is 2-22-22. So if you are into palindromes, you are in for a treat. We're going to give you some really terrible ones that we have been Googling all morning in preparation for this monumental day, which has not happened since I believe Amber one eleven two thousand eleven. So one 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 one. But it's also the last time in our lifetimes it's going to happen. Apparently, where you get the repetitive six digits. It's the last time we will see it in our lifetimes. Do not think I will be alive on three three thirty three. But um, if I am, I can't wait to be hosting Greeny at that time. Uh, it's also franchise tag day in the NFL. The the window opens for teams to place the franchise or transition tag on players. There are many that come to the top of mind that might find themselves in a situation where they're getting tagged this year. At the very top of the list is Devontae Adams, the wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, and also a teammate of Aaron Rodgers, who is exactly on the top of mind of everybody this morning, and that is where we start. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So on Monday night, as I was going to bed, winding down, scrolling through my Instagram, I take a look, and I see Aaron Rodgers decides he's going on a gratitude spree. Some people call it a yearbook-type post. Some people call it um, just kind of emptying the notebook, saying thank you to Shailene Woodley, his now ex fiance. Um, thank you, quote, thank you for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thank you for always having my back and the incredible kindness you showed me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I am grateful for you. So those two are not together anymore. I did appreciate that because I'm all about a gratitude post. Um, but then he kind of went on and, and got into some Packers stuff. He talked about everybody that he got a chance to share the quarterback room with in Green Bay. Then he went to the Friday crew, which is Randall Cobb and his wife, uh, David Bakhtiari and his wife, and, and all of those things and just the friendship. And it felt like Aaron Rodgers, and we all have to take this with a grain of salt because we know that Aaron Rodgers likes to put things out there and kind of walk away and let everybody talk about it in the meantime – This felt like a goodbye to Green Bay, right? Because now we're at the point where the franchise tag window is open. The Packers need to make a decision on what they're going to do with Devontae Adams. Highly doubtful that he hits free agency, Amber, but it all lines up to where we're questioning now. What did Aaron Rodgers mean by this? Was this just his way? Did he just feel that he had to take a page out of, you know, what we do in the therapy world, gratitude exercises for mindfulness, things like that? Or is this leading to something that we might find out more about in the coming days that his time in Green Bay is actually indeed going to be over? What this is leading to is you and I sitting here talking about this because that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers wanted. I spent the whole weekend talking about LeBron James during an All-Star weekend where he's on a pretty bad dysfunctional team right now, and yet he stole all the headlines. This feels a lot like that, like Aaron Rodgers is stealing the headlines back from LeBron, and he's doing it in a very kind of LeBron way with the you know sub-Instagramming, so to speak, where this post could be interpreted that he's staying. This post could be interpreted that he's leaving. And I understand that there's some past tense stuff in here. And it seems like I'm thanking the Packers and everybody who has meant something to me in that organization and throughout this year. 
That doesn't necessarily mean he's leaving, though, because, Courtney, if he is leaving, if this is a goodbye to the Packers, wouldn't he actually just give us the goodbye? Like once he once he announces and is finally transparent about the fact that he is leaving, which it was only 12 days ago he told us that he was going to make this decision quickly. And so, yes, this would be quick. And we know with the franchise tag situation with Adams, that factors into this. He knows the timing of when he's doing this. But if we do finally get that transparency and let's say he is leaving, then doesn't he still have to give us like the other Instagram post where you're thanking the fans and you're thanking the organization again? I, I, You know, the goodbye could come when there's actually a goodbye. This just feels like he's trolling all of us right now because he knows that we're all going to spend today on it. Oh, 100%. I like to take the glass half full approach. Like I'm all about a mindfulness exercise. It's something that as I've gotten into my 30s, I'm trying to do more of. I read the Daily Stoic every day and I do gratitude exercises myself, but it does not feel like this is a gratitude exercise because we know that Aaron Rodgers is calculated. We know that he likes to talk about things in a way that are very ambiguous. This is very ambiguous. It's just him all of a sudden on a Monday night. Yeah, I just just really getting the urge to say thanks to everybody. Thanks to Shailene Woodley. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for showing me the capacity that I have to love another individual. I appreciated that. Really did. Um, which, which, which was great and was nice. But it also felt a little bit to me like he was throwing some confusion into the report. Are they actually done? Because yeah. we were all talking about that just, what, one week ago? Not even. And those are the breadcrumbs people are trying to follow when we're evaluating where Aaron Rodgers is going to go. Was he going to go to Denver because Shailene Woodley owned a house in Boulder, which it, I mean, that conversation always seemed a bit strange to me because she's Shailene Woodley and she probably owns houses all over the country, or she certainly could. And Denver ain't the same as Boulder. Nevertheless, that was all part of this conversation. He knows that. He knows that we're all unpacking all of this. So now I'm sure he is thankful to her. What probably would have meant more is if he, you know, texted Shailene Woodley and thanked her and showed his gratitude to her. She could have him blocked. This is what we do. Like, if we're mad at somebody. You know, I get it. It's 2022. You have to thank the person on Instagram. Fine. It's nice whether she's the ex-girlfriend or the ex-fiance or the current fiance. Either way, it is nice to appreciate the people in your life. I am also one like you who puts a lot of stock into practicing gratitude. I think it helps your mental health in life. I think it helps you be happy in life to be grateful for what you have and who's in your life. However, Monday, this particular Monday with the franchise tag of Adams, it's a it's a very specific day for him to all of a sudden be so darn grateful. Yeah, I I'm not a therapist, so I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to ask you guys what you think Aaron Rodgers meant by his gratitude post. The number to get in, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What do you make of Aaron Rodgers' lengthy Instagram post where he went on a gratitude spree? Is there anything more than just being thankful, or is this something that might be used as a tactic here uh, in terms of negotiations for Devontae Adams, for himself, or maybe even telling us a little bit more about his future? But you mentioned it, and today is the day. The franchise tag deadline, the window opens up for teams to place the franchise tag on select players. The tag runs February 22 through March 8. Um, the franchise tag for receivers this year, $18.5 million. And that turns our attention now to Devontae Adams and what they're going to have to do with him because they're driving with him in the passenger seat here. So they can franchise him and if you think about where Devontae Adams is at at this point of his career, he's going to be wanting that last 
probably the last big deal that he can get, the maximum deal. He's been the most productive receiver collectively over the last two seasons combined. Um, And I just think that if you look at kind of where other receivers are and everybody that's up for an extension this offseason, all of that, Devontae Adams doesn't want no franchise tag. Amber. Nobody really does. I mean, some players, quarterbacks, can use it to their advantage, but if you're Devontae Adams, you're looking at this being like, Ugh, if you're going to tag me, A, well, I hope Aaron Rodgers is still going to be my quarterback because we know the two want to play together, but you're looking at that July 15th deadline and saying, all right, we're working out a long-term deal here because it very well could be his last deal that he's able to get before um you know, before the potential end of his career, because you know, remember where he's at right now. He's 29 years old. He's not young. I mean, granted, he is in the most productive part of his career right now. But once you hit that other side of 30, your value as a receiver starts going down. And so this might be his last chance to potentially get in on a big deal. So the franchise tag, while it kind of feels like that's inevitable, I mean, if Adams ends up, like, let's say Aaron Rodgers isn't there, he gets tagged, tag and trade me. Because I'm not going to be signing a long-term deal. I'm going to be trying to hold out to get somewhere else out of Green Bay. So that makes things infinitely more complicated down the road for the Green Bay Packers and Devontae Adams and make things tricky. But, you know, he is, of any player that we have out there right now, he is by far the biggest name of any player that we are expecting will be in the conversation for the franchise tag. That's a straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Greeny is presented by progressive insurance drivers who switch and save with progressive save over $700 on average straight ahead. The big 10 handed down suspensions on Monday for the fight between Michigan and Wisconsin. But did they get it right? Amber and I discuss next here on Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And we've got a dust-up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gard were going nose-to-nose. And now we got a problem. we got a wrestling match going on. Yeah, there were some punches in there. And it got nasty there in the end. 
Not a good morning for Jawan Howard, who is suspended for the remainder of the regular season. Michigan basketball has five games left before the Big Ten tournament starts that second week of March, and Jawan Howard will not be on the sidelines for the Wolverines for his part in Sunday's ugly scene uh, at the Kohl Center following Wisconsin's win over the Wolverines and some controversial timeouts and uh, a lot of testosterone getting in the way of the handshake line. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN Plus. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson kicking it with you on 2-2-22. And I just want to clarify for those out there, I can't do math. I know that Amber and I were talking that the next time this would potentially happen – didn't you the say six it's like- digits? The six, six digits, digits is never going to happen in our lifetime again because of the 2022. So it's two okay. 22, 2022. We're not going to see that again in our lifetimes because we'd sure. have to make it another like thousand years before we get to see that. So that's where my head was going. We are going to be around for th- oh, God willing, three Three thirty-three, which would be two thousand thirty-three. So, for anybody who's so. concerned as if I have any terminal illness or anything else that would prevent me from being alive in eleven years, I plan to be here hosting Greeny. Uh, I'm going to give Mike Greenberg the day off that day because he's probably going to have like fifteen thousand other things on his plate. But um, just clarifying that part because it is obviously the palindrome day. It's the franchise tag day where the window opens now through March eighth. And uh, a lot going on in the sports world. And, and we opened up the caller, uh, call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, wanting to know what you guys think about Aaron Rodgers' cryptic, or maybe not so cryptic, post on uh, that came out last Monday, last night, rather, about thanking Shailene Woodley, thanking his quarterback room, thanking some of his favorite teammates. What does it all mean? We're going to go out to Derek in Los Angeles. Can you decipher this for us, Derek? Uh, well, much like you, I am not a therapist, but I'm going to try. I am a huge Packers fan, but I mean, it's, it's not a surprise that he did this, uh, yesterday. I, I really think that he's telling the Packers that he's done. And the problem lies where I think the Packers are still trying to hold on to some type of hope that there is a chance. But at this point, I've seen this guy stink it up in four NFC championship games at this point, I say we just let him go, trade him to Denver or wherever, let him go, start over with Jordan Love, and be done with it. But I, but the final thing, I don't think they're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams, though. I think if they let Rodgers go, Adams is right at the door as well. But love listening to you all. Have a great Tuesday, and take care. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Derek, for the call. Appreciate that. Um, that's interesting. So he doesn't think that – Adams is going to get franchise tagged. I mean, if they don't franchise him or they don't sign him, then he's he's a free agent next month. That's not happening. No way. That that seems inconceivable that the Packers, who have all sorts of salary cap issues, and also this conversation with Adams has always involved. Aaron and where he's going to end up going. So yes, those two are tied together, but from a Packers perspective, why would you let Devonte Adams walk? Even if Aaron Rodgers is leaving you, you would at least tag him and trade him. Even if you were trying to appease Adams, right? So I, I don't, I, it doesn't make any sense to me that they would end up just allowing him to be a free agent next month. Mm-hmm. I did think what Derek said was interesting as a Packers fan though, because what it shows from that phone call is that Packers fans are out of point with the headlines, with the subtweeting, with all the statements, with everything that he does on the McAfee show, with everything else that I think Packers 
fans are at a point that they're so exhausted that now you're hearing Packers fans kind of lose their minds for a minute and say, sure, leave us uh, the back-to-back MVP. You know, who cares? We don't need the MVP. Let's go ahead and move on to Jordan Love right now. And what I would say about that is don't let your emotions get in the way. I understand why you're so exhausted by Aaron Rodgers stealing all these headlines, and now he's doing it again with that Instagram post last night, and he's not being very forthcoming, even though he's telling us he's going to be forthcoming. But let's not be crazy here. He's still the MVP. He's still Aaron Rodgers, and he ain't Jordan Love, and Jordan Love's just not there yet. But that's pure exhaustion, I think, from a fan. Yeah, and I mean, everything that the Packers have done this offseason, some of the moves that they've already executed, hiring Tom Clements as their quarterback's coach, that's who Rodgers, that's his guy, that's who he wanted early on, uh, or who worked with him early on in his career, and now having a chance to work with him again, that's a move that certainly should appease him. Is it too little, too late? I guess we'll we'll soon be finding out. We're going to take a couple more calls before we get into Jawan Howard and the suspension that came down on Monday. We'll go out to Sh- Sam in Chicago. Sam, what do we make of this Aaron Rodgers post? Hey, I'm uh, from Chicago, from the south side, so clearly I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. But uh, I just wanted to say, 90% of us from the south side, I would even say, we've gotten drunk before and made gratitude posts just like this dude just did. I mean, it don't. I don't know if it says anything about the team. I think he's just bored in Green Bay getting drunk. And the other, the only last thing I wanted to say is, MLB, get it together. White Sox are going to win the World Series this year, so please get it together for this season, please. For everyone's Thanks. for everyone's sake, Sam, appreciate that. Hoping that uh, we know spring training now is delayed. The earliest they can start is March fifth. Let's just hope that those negotiations actually, like, something comes out of them and they last longer than 15 minutes because I would really like to be talking about pitchers and catchers reporting and everything else. But um, I digress because there's literally nothing to talk about there. So um, a good point from Sam, though. Everybody's maybe had, like, one too many and just started, like, spouting off on Twitter or social media. Have you ever done that or am I the only one? Uh, I think we've all done that. However, <laughs> I, I'm i going to have a hard time believing that that's what's happening here. Not that necessarily Aaron Rodgers wasn't drinking last night. Sure, it's the offseason, right? But it was calculated. The timing of this was so calculated. I mentioned that it reminded me of how LeBron functions. Those are two athletes who, like everything LeBron says, and we'll unpack that later in the show, everything that happened during the All-Star Weekend that LeBron said, everything that comes out of his mouth has a rhyme or a reason. He knows what the reaction to it is going to be. It's the same thing with somebody of Aaron Rodgers' caliber in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers knows that the timing of this post with the franchise tag now being a possibility today with Devontae Adams, he knows that we're all following the breadcrumbs. He knows that this post can be interpreted, that he's staying. It can be interpreted that he's leaving. He knows that we're all going to tune in to hear what he says now when he's on with McAfee, right? Because of this, like he knows all these things. He knows you and I are going to sit here and spend two segments on the show right off the top talking about his future when we really don't have any more information than we did 24 hours ago. Yeah, we are certainly going to do that, and we're going to actually continue it right now. Mal from New Jersey, you're on Greeny. Hey, good morning. Um, this guy Greeny always say the most popular person in the room is uh, the backup quarterback. And the last caller who said you got to – we, they said I'd go on Aaron Rodgers and put Jordan Love and just proved that to me. That was the craziest thing I heard, you know, in a long time. Yes, preach. I, I will say that that, I think, is why being a backup quarterback is actually the best gig low-key in the NFL because everybody wants you all the time. Everybody loves you until you actually have to get out there and, like, 
actually do it. But if you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers sitting in front of you, then it's a pretty good situation right now for Jordan Love because he doesn't actually have any of the pressure. All right, be sure to try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. So we find out on Monday evening, I was actually on air hosting uh, hosting ESPN Radio with Chris Canty, uh, when the suspension came down, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg had reported that Jawan Howard would be suspended for five games, well, the remainder of the regular season, which is five games. Michigan plays again on Wednesday. And now we're waiting to see what more is going to potentially come out of this. So Howard's being suspended. He's fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabenhoff in the face after Sunday's game. There was the altercation that happened in the handshake line. And that was a punishment that was handed down from the Big Ten, Amber. Wisconsin coach Greg Gard was also fined. He's got a $10,000 fine for violating the conference's sportsmanship policy. But he's not suspended, and Krabenhoff is apparently not supposed to receive a punishment or not expected to receive a punishment either. Now, what we know about Greg Gard is that Wisconsin's going to be paying off that fine for him. That's not coming out of his pocket, so, you know, good on him for, you know, having those relationships where he can go ahead and get in someone's face at the end of the game, even though he's trying to talk to him, trying to console somebody who clearly was trying to buzz through the – layup, or excuse me, the handshake line, and get out of there and get to the locker room. But no suspension for Greg Gard, at least as of right now. Highly doubt something's going to happen. A big suspension for Jawan Howard the remainder of the regular season. Now, a lot of people are going to say it's five games. Who cares? Why is that a big deal? Well, this comes at the absolute worst possible time for a Michigan team that's on the bubble. They're 14-11, and 11, and they're trying to make their way into the tournament. Like, are they an NIT team right now? Sure. But when you're on the bubble and you don't have your head coach towards the end of the season as you're trying to figure out, is there a way for us into the big dance? Uh, probably, like, the worst possible scenario for Michigan at this very moment. Yeah, I think the rest of the regular season is fair. I do think that there's an argument to be made that that suspension should have gone into the postseason, and I know some people wanted to see that. But like you said, it's such a pivotal time for that team that these games actually very much matter. So because of that, where the stakes are, I actually didn't have a problem with them saying, hey, this suspension, the rest of the regular season, then you can pick up depending what tournament you end up in. All right, so did they get the suspensions right? Because there was only one that was doled out, and that's for Jawan Howard from Michigan. Greg Gard didn't get suspended, but he was fine. Did the Big Ten Conference come down the right way on both teams? ESPN College Basketball Analyst Seth Greenberg discussed that on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I think it's correct. I think they got it right. You've got to set an example. There's a standard uh, as a coach, as a leader, of how you conduct your business. Uh, in terms of the players that got involved, that's mirroring basically behavior. They saw their coach take a swing at someone else, and then all of a sudden the melee began. Uh, it escalated the situation to the point where, look, you can't raise your hand. I mean, I mean, it, absolutely you know, an embarrassing act in terms of leadership, in terms of setting a standard, in terms of the type of behavior that we expect from our leaders. It's disappointing. That was ESPN College basketball analyst and former coach Seth Greenberg. We talked to him yesterday on ESPN Radio. He said that never in his 33 years of coaching had he ever had an issue 
in the in the handshake line, and now we're talking about do we do away with the handshake line altogether? Seems like we're going a little bit down the rabbit hole there. But there is something I wanted to get your expertise on, Amber, considering you are a lawyer and have a legal background and can explain this to people who um, you know, have been questioning. Well, why didn't they fire Juwan Howard? Because he struck another individual. Now, I've learned that the term, because I was going to call it like an open-hand slap of what he did to Joe Krabenhoff, Juwan Howard, that is. Uh, Chris Canty, who you know is, has probably done this more than me, considering he was a football player, he called it mushing. So we're going to call that mushing. But there is a big difference. If that was a closed fist strike, does Jawan Howard have a job today? I don't believe he does. I, I do think that that changes things. And I think it changes things, generally speaking. Now, none of this, I don't believe, rises to the level of, you know, legalities here getting involved. But since you brought it up, I'll kind of explain that when you're talking about sports, typically there is a very high standard for things like altercations in sports to actually rise to the level of something criminal in nature because there is an assumption of a certain risk when you're participating in sports, particularly if you're a player, but frankly, even if you're a coach or an official. And so when you do see those things... And if you go to law school, you study a bunch of cases around the country where there's outliers, where events at sporting matches, you know, rise above anything that you could expect by participating in said sport. Well, an example would be, you know, a player knocks out an official and like, can the official expect in his capacity to be knocked out, uh, you know, to suffer brain damage? Some of these things that have happened over the years, unfortunately, in sports, where, of course, then the answer to that typically is no, depending on what state you're in. And so a liability might attach or criminal charges might attach. So it does matter from that perspective when you're talking about a mush face, you know, he wasn't actually hurt here. And I I think that that probably does matter. Now, Wisconsin did come out after the fact. I think the AD came out and said that, like, there had been some minor injuries there um, to some people. But at the end of the day, Juwan Howard did not actually punch Greg Gard. Uh, We're not actually in a situation where, you know, he knocks out Greg Gard kind of thing. However, you still can't incite a brawl amongst student athletes. You still can't put your hands on somebody else in a professional capacity, or frankly, otherwise, but in a professional capacity such as this. And you brought up the handshake line, and that conversation has been driving me crazy here since we saw this occurrence, because you're never going to convince me, Courtney, that grown adults can't handle a handshake line. First of all, you're not even going to convince me that student athletes, frankly, shouldn't be able to handle a handshake line because even though we call them kids, frankly, they're adults as well. But particularly the coaches who are grown men, who've had entire NBA careers behind them, who've been in this position now and are supposed to be the leader of these student athletes and are in a professional setting. And you're telling me that even no matter what guard is saying or trying to explain a timeout or or taking a timeout, you're never going to convince me that what happened was, frankly, anything more than and Jawan Howard being very salty because his team lost a game and his team didn't play well. And that all factors into this and that he was more emotional than he should have been in a handshake line and got frustrated. And then his frustration manifested in something physical in nature, which obviously cannot happen. Mm-hmm. And there's no excuse for it. You know what would actually help, I think, in this circumstance of, you know, getting people emotionally regulated so they don't do things like this? Making a gratitude post. I mean, it seems like just, you know, just just empty the notebook there and talk about the things you are thankful for other than the fact that you are not thankful for that late timeout to, to reset the 10-second uh, clock so they wouldn't get a violation trying to bring the ball across half court. Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson sitting in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. According to research, 90% of employer, employers, plan to ma- employers plan to make and enhance the employee experience 
a top priority. Make in- wow, I can speak. Plan to make the enhancing the employee experience top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Did you hear what he said? I will play with my son anywhere. LeBron James last year in NBA will be playing with his son. That's going to be a circus for whoever drafts his son. The market is open, people. Okay. So what do we make of this LeBron James, we'll call it drama. I don't really know if it's like risen to that level entirely yet. So at All-Star Weekend, he sits down with The Athletic, and there's an article that comes out where he's talking about his future potentially being somewhere else other than the Los Angeles Lakers, that he could envision himself ending his career with the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that he came up with. And he also mentions that, you know, he will be done playing. He wants to play one year with his son, Bronny James, who you know, has two more years technically before he would be NBA eligible, draft eligible. So that would put LeBron at 39 years old. Um, But there's just like a lot to make of this whole situation. And I think the biggest thing that we learned was that over the weekend, LeBron James was sending a message to the Lakers front office in spite of everything that they did not do at the trade deadline. And then going out and saying, well, yeah, LeBron signed off on this us being status quo. Apparently that was not the case. We've been talking about, is there a rift between Clutch Sports, the group that represents LeBron James, and Rob Palinka, the general manager, Jeannie Buss, the the owner of Los Angeles Lakers. Whole lot to get into there. No one knows it better than ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst, who was on Get Up earlier this morning, talking about that very message that LeBron is sending. From what I understand, this is not LeBron saying, I don't want to be with the Lakers. I don't want to be in Los Angeles. It's him saying, I'm not happy with the way nothing was done at the trade deadline. And I want you to know that this summer, I expect you to make some changes. And absolutely, it is true that the bringing in Russell Westbrook was something that LeBron was heavily involved with. Having said that, he's ready to move on from it. And that is a clear message he is sending. And he also didn't like that Rob Palinka came out after the trade deadline and indicated that LeBron was on the same page with not doing anything. I myself have occasionally in my career inadvertently said things that uh, LeBron was trying to imply and been incorrect. And I have been put in the corner by Mr. James and his operation. So I know how Rob feels about this, but it is clear he didn't like that. That was ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst talking about LeBron James and the message that he was sending from his comments that he made during All-Star Week. And there was also, Amber, the praise that he heaped on Oklahoma City Thunder general manager Sam Presti about, wow, this guy's got such a great eye for talent. I don't believe it. I couldn't, in my wildest dreams, think of like how he finds all these great players. And that certainly felt like a little dig over at the Lakers front office. Um, remember, too, I mean, like what Wendy was saying there, LeBron was instrumental in orchestrating Russell Westbrook coming over to the Los Angeles Lakers. And, oh, all of a sudden that didn't work out. So, Is he now pointing fingers back at the Lakers front office instead of pointing the finger at himself being like, yeah, I should probably take the L there considering I was a big part of that. 
Yeah, the Spider-Man meme where they're like pointing <laughs> at each other. I feel like that's LeBron James and Rob Polinka right now because they're kind of one and the same. I, you're not going to convince me that Polinka did anything without James signing off on it. Now, you heard Wendy say there that James wanted something done before the trade deadline. Rob Polinka had come out publicly and said they were on the same page about mm-hmm. the trade deadline. That appears to be the sticking point. Fine. And so now what LeBron is doing is he is in part, say, the Cleveland. We could take the Cleveland portion of this, for example, Courtney, he's pulling the old move here of to get the current girlfriend to do something. Maybe she's underappreciating you a little bit. You flirt with the ex-girlfriend. And that's what this feels like here, where you're sending a message to the current girlfriend, value me because I'm out here still flirting with exes if you undervalue me and then maybe you get the current girlfriend to act and in this situation acting would mean you know attaching a 2027 or 2029 draft pick to Russell Westbrook so you can move his contract in the offseason but it does feel like a bit of a blame game here because like you said all the reports were that LeBron wanted Westbrook obviously the Lakers found themselves in a situation with the trade deadline where they weren't able to move that Westbrook contract you also had LeBron uh, crediting Les Need. Remember, he came out yeah. and he called him a legend for wearing the you know bleep draft picks T-shirt <laughs> at the Rams victory rally. So there was that as well, which shows that LeBron is crediting building a team that way. And, and hey, you don't need to value draft picks, so go ahead and attach those draft yeah. picks and get rid of that Westbrook contract. There's a lot here from LeBron, but really what it all boils down to, Courtney, is him trying to get that front office to make moves. Yeah, that Cleveland conversation is a good one. We're going to continue that uh, shortly here uh, because if he's flirting with the Cavs, how serious is that? How much stock do we put into that? Remember, he is not a un, not an unrestricted free agent with the Los Angeles Lakers until the 2023 season. According to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year, and if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply on the spot. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Straight ahead, Amber and I are going to continue that conversation. Would Cavs fans actually welcome LeBron James back? That's next. Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. LeBron out on the right. He's going to turn, he's going to fade, and he's going to hit it for the win! The king of Cleveland returns! LeBron James winning the 70. LeBron James said never say never when it comes to a return to Cleveland, but how seriously should we take that, and should the Cavs entertain that idea? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and streaming live over on ESPN Plus, Courtney Cronin, Amber Wilson, sitting in for Greeny on this Tuesday morning. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. What kind of person? Would you be if you were living in a nightmare every day? From the executive producers of Lost comes the new Epic's original series, From. A gripping supernatural thriller, From takes place in a mysterious, exitless town that traps all who enter. When the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. Starring Harold Perrineau, From, watch now only on epics plus watch thousands of movies and acclaimed original series either watch it live or stream it only on epics get the channel or the app now so over the weekend we know the comments that lebron james made amber to the athletic 
about what it would mean for him to go to Cleveland potentially and in all, for all intents and purposes saying that he was going to keep the door open, never say never, who knows. I mean, he is a UFA after during the 2023 season, still under contract for next year with the Los Angeles Lakers. And Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, had reported that, you know, maybe the Lakers are in a position going forward that this summer they might have to trade LeBron James. So it's interesting because when we talk about Cleveland and you talk about having too much of a good thing, that's where my mind goes with this conversation of LeBron James potentially flirting with a return to end his career in Cleveland. Look at the makeup of this roster right now. Cleveland just had two players, Jarrett Allen and Darius Garland, as reserves in the All-Star game. They have a really good core that they're building. Colin Sexton is still their third leading scorer, and he hasn't played in a while because he's been injured. Evan Mobley has been a really productive player for them. Kevin Love in this resurgence of his career coming off the bench. He's found a role for himself. And Ricky Rubio, before blowing out his ACL, was having a really good year. J.B. Bickerstaff talked about in the Coach of the Year conversation. There's so much here with the Cleveland Cavaliers that they're building something that they should be very proud of. And as much as LeBron James has done for the city of Cleveland and for that franchise alone, I feel like with this idea, when they hear that, they're probably cr- they should be cringing a little bit at the idea because that means they'd have to start over again, inevitably, when he retires. Because that's what happened. You, what would happen? You have to blow up your roster to make LeBron James part of your team, and then you'd be starting all over. When he- yeah, well, you know. As to Wendy's report about maybe the Lakers have to trade LeBron and he's going to be in control because of a no trade clause in terms of where he goes. If you're talking about the Cavs, though, I don't see the Cavs wanting to do that, which sounds crazy because we're talking about LeBron James, right? The greatest player of our generation and a guy who's still putting up 35 every night. But... That is a very good, very, very young Cavs team that they have built the right way since the departure of James from their franchise, where you're hitting on the picks like the Mobleys of the world. And also, Evan Mobley is young enough to be LeBron James's son, quite literally, theoretically speaking, right? So LeBron James, at this point in his career, joining them in free agency, a team that young, that also kind of feels like a strange fit to me, but maybe I could believe that down the road in 20 But in terms of like a trade, absolutely not, because the Cavs would have to trade all of those young pieces away. They'd have to give the Lakers all of those pieces in order to get James. They'd mortgage the entire franchise and James wouldn't have anybody playing around him. And at this point in his career, Courtney, James, because of the age, although he's still playing at an unbelievable rate, injuries are catching up to him. And you can't be the only player on the team and expect to win championships. So I just don't see the Cleveland thing happening. Fun little storyline while the All-Star game was in Cleveland. Yeah, and... and to, to that point, too, I mean, with Bronny James, his son, he says he wants to play with him. Maybe this is his ploy or his way to try to you know, up his draft stock a little bit. More LeBron James conversation later in the show. But next, some Monday night gratitude. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.